0: Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, a very warm, sunny Ontario for a change, which we're grateful for, with episode number 177 of The Yacking Show. This is the show that aims to enlighten you, to uh, enable you and to empower you and hopefully to entertain you a little bit as well. But the primary purpose is to give you a new perspective to help you better adapt to the changing world we find ourselves in, and it's changing every day, as we all know. It's not my job to introduce guests. We always have interesting guests, but Kathleen does the introduction of our guests so much better than I do. So it's my job to welcome co-host Kathleen Beauvais from Waterloo. Hi, Kathleen. How are you today?
1: i'm doing great peter thank you so much for that intro and thank you all so very much for tuning into our show we so appreciate you and we love reading your comments so please keep those coming and if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show please don't hesitate to reach out to either peter or myself and as peter mentioned we do have another special guest with us today her name is natalie karen natalie welcome to the show how are you today oh my gosh
2: thank you so much it's lovely to be here i'm having a great day um and I feel really good today, and I'm excited to chat with both of you and um, get to
1: know you Well, I can't wait to delve into this topic it's It's one that is so interesting, and I think our audience will love it too. You are an in an, an uh, if I can get the words out an intuitive life coach you're located in Toronto, but in fact, you work with uh, women from all over the world. Tell us about your background and what led you into a career of life
2: coaching for women. Mm. I mean, that's a a really long journey, but I am going to say that it started with my own personal journey with trauma. I do come from a background of um, abusive relationships and sexual abuse and Um, addiction and and having to overcome a lot of different areas of darkness that I had to dig my way out of and um, mixed in with a society that is definitely changing landscapes every single day right now I feel like it's even more rapid than it was before Mm -hmm. Um, but back then it was I, I had trouble fitting into different institutions because of my sensitivity Activities to the energies around me and um, just who my authentic self was inside. So I really tried to bury that and mix them with the family background and trauma and relationships. Um, I found myself in quite a, a, a place where I felt split in two. So I knew that if I could overcome it in my journey and um, have my authentic self shine, my gifts shine, and feel really at home in my skin that anybody could. And everything I learned in my schooling and my training and in my experience with my clients, um, it just really led me to believe that this work is so important. um, And that's what really fuels my passion is I really believe that helping women uh, heal and transform really is gonna balance the energy in the world and help us all live happier, healthier, more joyful lives, which I think we're all valuing so much more um, since the recent events of the pandemic.
1: Mm.
0: So here's one from my side. I'm going to tread carefully here, being a lone male with two obviously very intelligent, very capable women. I've got to be a bit careful. (laughs) So Natalie, um, many people call themselves life coaches, but it's my understanding that not many people really have a grasp of what that is all about. Can, can you explain a bit more for our audience?
2: Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so, I mean, Life Coach is really the umbrella of many different guides and counselors with different certifications who just help people get through life. And I think that that's such an important aspect um, to have a guide, to have a mentor, to have somebody that can support you, hold space for you whenever you're going through life has for you I think each of us really experiences our own um, set of challenges and um, trauma experiences and ups and and downs and having that person there to just help you with perspective help you process and really support you can make all the difference in the world for you Mm -hmm. and an intuitive life coach just means that I really bring an aspect of um conscious living mindfulness um, i help actually women uh develop their intuitive gifts and their um, uh, trust within themselves and psychic abilities and the whole spiritual factor that is part of each human um we are half human half spirit so that's my understanding and i really help merge the 2
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just from what you're saying, I think a lot of men could do with that sort of counselling as well. So uh, we let's hope we get some male counterparts of yours doing that as well. Over to you, Kathleen. Yeah.
1: So, Natalie, you say that when you clear the inner debris, the entire world will feel it. Feel it. How would one go about clearing this? What What is the process to be able to do
2: that? So, I really work very in-depthly with first and foremost the person's unique journey and what they share with me and it's a very personal experience um when signing on with me and working with me and taking that that uh that leap into their own transformational journey but the process is really embedded in my signature program which was developed out of my own personal healing journey but all of the knowledge and insight i've gained um from my trainings and there are eight key steps that when done sequentially um, can really change your life and help this inner version of yourself emerge. And I've seen the most miraculous, crazy, beautiful, wild things happen that just are beautiful and meant for them and their lives are, are totally different. And that was a lot of work on their part and, and us meeting and helping me guide them. But really my process is um, I'm able to tap into people's um, energy fields. And this might sound a little wonky and a little woo-woo-y but it's something that I have and I'm not scared to, to hide that anymore because I did for a long period of my life. And I think more people are starting to emerge with certain special things that they have and that they're sharing. So this is one of mine. And I've, I'm finally in a place to be comfortable in that space. and. We dig into their subconscious mind because this is part that the part of the mind that never shuts off but records everything mm-hmm. and where things are stored and um, memories and experiences. And if you want to go as, as deep as this, it's it's past lives and, and future lives, and, and it's all there. And sometimes, not sometimes, every time that there's an energetic pattern or an experience that has created an energetic pattern. Um, that's not very much seen by the conscious mind, we can find ourselves in very tricky places. So examples of this are relationships that don't last because X, Y, Z, we either self-sabotage or it ends up failing or there's too much fighting or whatever it is. Um, job opportunities we just can't seem to get. Um, uh, trouble with finances, that's a big one. There's There are energetic blocks that, are in the subconscious that sort of leach into our our conscious world and all I do is make them find them together with my client make them seen um help them understand it help them release it and help them change it and once they're able to change it with the conscious mind then their patterning is different and they actually start to create a whole new life for themselves and that is a very simple simple snippet but um it takes a lot of work, which is a big reason I don't put a time. A lot of coaches put like a time on there, so eight weeks, three months, six months, um, and I don't do that because it, this, it is impossible to me to put a time on how much time somebody needs to move through something. Mm. And no one put a time limit on, on me, um, and I took I took the time I needed. So I'm I'm really here in the, in a place of just wanting to support from an authentic place people who really really need it.
0: Mm -hmm. so what are some of the biggest challenges facing women in the modern world today
2: i would say their lack of connection with themselves trusting themselves Mm -hmm. their intuition what they truly um truly going after what they want a lot of us have been um taught that we have to sacrifice our bodies to have babies and sacrifice maybe our passions and maybe our um, desires in the world. And that's fine. I'm sure most of us do it really willingly because that's just part of who we are as women. But um, I think a challenge is women are stuck between following that voice and that calling and that intuition in their heart versus what society and what has been Mm -hmm. done to our, from our generations before. And they get stuck in this spot of I'm supposed to be doing this, but I really want to do this Um, and trusting that and just going for it. So that's another area I help women sort of find the middle ground there and start to reach out and and answer their calling because there's so much beauty and gift. That's gifts that are, can be offered in that space.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay.
2: So, amongst the other things. <laughs> right.
1: So so when a client typically calls you, what motivates them to pick up the phone to to give you a call to say, I, I really need this kind of help? Mm-hmm. And so that's the first question. And the second question, you've already talked a bit about this, but um if I'm a client of yours and, and I again I pick up the phone to call you, what's the process that you you would take me through initially? So, just to start working with me
2: on the call. So, yeah, so my first policy with with connecting with a woman for the first time is to get grounded in their story. So they share with me as much as they are comfortable sharing. um, And they allow me into their inner world for a little bit. And I just give my honest and best advice, my best guidance And sometimes that aligns with them and sometimes that doesn't. And and the alignment for me with a client needs to be there as well. Um, And then we kind of both decide if this is uh, the space that feels the best to journey into next. Um, But really, I like to know part of their experiences, their trauma, where they're at now, what they feel is stopping them. And usually what that is, is what I mentioned about modern face one model women face in the world is that split. They can't seem to, they want to do this, but they're scared to, or they doubt themselves, or they're trying to listen to somebody else who's saying, no, 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 don't do that. This is how things are supposed to be done. Um, so it's, it's reaching out for their, their, who they really are, their authentic selves versus who they've been trying to be. So, um, and then I really ask them if they're, I explain my process a little bit and ask if they're ready because that's, I mean, you'll never be truly, truly ready, but um, as long as they're sick of being stuck and ready to make some changes.
1: Well, that's a great point. And, and, and just to bring into my personal, my personal experience a little bit, uh, I remember going to university and thinking, you know, I, I had this vision for myself of being the, the, the you know, executive and, and very business minded. And there was just another part of me that just, uh, maybe that's not what I really want. And there's there are two sides that they were at odds with one another, not able to come to terms with either one of those sides. So I probably could have used your help <laughs> going through that. So Kudos to you. Kudos to you, mm-hmm.
0: Natalie. So, mm-hmm. Peter. So, let, let's look at that from the other way around. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a second part to this question as well. So, how, how do you counsel a woman who actually wants to be and has the necessary financial support to be just a mother and a, and a homemaker? Mm-hmm. And that's what she wants, but she feels pressured. And there is a lot of pressure, I believe, on young women to succeed in business or whatever. Ac- ac- academically. But here we have a case a woman says, I don't need to earn the money. It would be nice. I don't need to. I want to be a mother. I want to be a homemaker. But I feel that I'm letting the side down, letting the feminist movement down, letting women down, not taking advantage of opportunities. How do you counsel her? And there's a lot of, in my experience, there's quite a few younger women like that.
2: Mm -hmm. I love that point and that perspective, because that's often not so much talked about is, and I feel like, like giving them a voice and being comfortable in their own skin mm. and their choices is really, really important. So that comes down to still basic, um, um, a, a basic approach, which would be just honoring themselves and that's what they want and trusting that their path and their light and joy is actually contributing to the world as a whole, because you're producing amazing children because you're home. Mm and you're with them and it's not to say that working mothers don't it's just that you're you're so focused on them being with them and that is such an honor we need women like that in the world who are just giving everything they've got to their their children it's not that all mothers don't it's just that there's a particular energy of embodying um the fullness of a mother Mm -hmm. um, and being super being able to be super present because even me having children and running a business there are moments that take away from that presence as of much course. as you know my intentions are amazing and I show up fully um but just guiding them to their own authentic version I'm sure there's answers and um alignment and truth in their stories of why that role and them being called to it is is um of value in this place in time and in their life and in their heart So it's just making everyone comfortable in their own skin and their authentic voice and whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. Um, And kind of drowning out the noise around. I think that happens on both ends. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And would, would I be correct in saying this conflict, whichever way you look at it from, has become more apparent as opportunities for women have increased. If I look at my mother's generation, um, you know, she would be 100 if she was still alive. I mean, she fought in the armed forces in the Second World War, not not on the battlefield, but she she was in England, and she was a women's Air Force military policewoman, of all things. Uh, but that's the sort of sacrifice women of that generation made, right, in many countries of the world. So she did all that, and then she got married, and her kids arrived, and she never actually worked outside the home, but she worked really hard at farming, all sorts of things. And she didn't face, as far as I know, women of her generation didn't seem to face the conflict of should I be doing more outside the home it was sort of and maybe this is part of the problem not part of the solution that it was conditioning that women stayed at home so so to, to try and boil that down to a simple question has the conflict in women increased because of the increase in opportunities do you think where is the more is it not that simple
2: I I have to say that that's it's maybe not that simple mm-hmm. The conflict is there, um, but just has evolved into new layers and new avenues okay. as evolved as society. So I think back then there were much more different conflicts that they had to face every mm-hmm. day, even being within the home. They might not look the same. Um, but it's it, it, there might still be a, a similar sense and a similar experience in um what happens in their body, mind, soul when they um have to experience other hardships that I'm sure happened back then.
0: Sure, sure. There were different pressures, yeah. Interesting, I think you're right. As mm-hmm. It's evolved in layers as society is evolved. Thank mm-hmm. you, good one. Kathleen, mm-hmm. back
1: to you. Can you tell us about some of the courses that you offer?
2: Yeah, um, so I have a few things. Cause I'd like to be, it's really important that I'm accessible to everybody. So I have some free guided meditations that, um, I truly love. I've created all of them and they have, um, I have two series, a seven day and a nine day, and they do different things. They have different themes. So they're really supportive of women. Men can listen to them too. Um, if they feel called to, so that's on my website, that's a free offering, um I have a program that's sort of like a do-it-yourself online program um, that I offer one call with me but it's more just to learn about the subconscious and trauma with some powerpoints and how to heal and I give you some journal questions and some meditations to follow um and that's really a nice introductory way into this world and then I have my signature program which is really my um one I'm connected to so much it was like the seed and First baby of this business of my business so it has those eight steps that I mentioned earlier and um, there's no time limit on it and and I follow them sequentially and um, I've just seen the most beautiful things happen and evolve out of that and after that I have a, a graduate program from that and that program is more so for women who want to master and really refine their themselves in a way that is on another level um, in terms of their awareness, their consciousness, their evolution, and also if they want to start immersing those practices and teachings into their own business or counseling services. So um, that's what I offer right now. And then I am opening up my own healing shop, which I'm really excited about. Um, and it has a healing journal that has prompts and ceremonies um, and questions you can answer that just help to support um, the journey of healing in a very gentle and effective way.
0: Wow, quite a lot you've got going there. That's very good. How <laughs> how long have you had your business running, Natalie?
2: Oh, I've had it now six, six, six years, I think. Six years. Wow, very good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm.
0: So here, I, I've got my what I call my burning question that I ask all successful guests on the show. And yours are a little different because... It's specific to women, but I think your answer would apply to men so but let's look at your experience working with many many women would, would you believe there's one characteristic or mindset or, or maybe a habit that distinguishes before and after you've worked with them distinguishes the wealth balanced contented woman and i and I say successful, but I don't just mean about money I mean balanced right mm-hmm. is there one thing that differentiates that person who you could describe as being? that from the average who are strict and, and just not, not mm-hmm. feeling that way. Is this, is this something?
2: Yeah, there's really a defining um, connection that mm-hmm. is formed with themselves that is developed such a deep sense of trust. So this inner trust is really such a, a foundation to stand on. And, you know, when you build a house, you have to have a foundation um, to, to let, to let the house stand. And when this foundation is, is, well connected to. Um, even if it's a little bit before, and then it's it's the connection has has increased since after the program. Um, this connection is, is such a foundational um, driver in in success and abundance and authenticity and living the life that you really, really dream of Um, because this inner trust helps us ground into the moment and being present which I'm sure you've heard in the wellness world is Mm -hmm. like we're all trying to do Um, being present really collects our energy in such a way that you're more aligned you're more focused you feel more balanced Um, and I use this example where um, energy that's grounded and, and present it's like a dew drop on a beautiful leaf in early morning. It's smooth. It's round. It's so connected. And it's like, how did that ever get to be so beautiful? And then when we're stressed out and we're scattered and we're thinking about the future and we're worrying about the bills and we're doing all these things and we don't have a practice that really grounds us into connecting with ourselves again and bringing us back to that foundation. It, it would be like your energy is literally scattered. So you would, dip your hands in a bowl of water and then sort of splatter it on a screen. And you would see these different splatters, but they're not perfectly round and smooth. Like the dew drop, they're kind of all mismatched and, and displaced. And that's kind of how you feel in your every day when you're stressed out, mismatched, displaced all over the place, pulled in a thousand directions, you know, and then your sleep goes and you, you know, you're, you're emotional, your hormones get set off and the story goes it. But, um, I really that foundational inner trust and connection to grounding. That's an excellent answer. The
1: again,
0: Yeah, very good.
2: When you say
1: inner trust, that's that's intuition, really. It's mm-hmm. trusting that. And everybody has an everyone is intuitive, but not many of us listen to that, to mm-hmm. that that void, that inner voice that says, No, maybe you shouldn't do that, but you go ahead and do it anyway, because your your mind sabotages that and says no and, and you need a different you need to go into a different direction i think that's such that's hard to do isn't it and i think not just for women but for men as well oftentimes oh yeah for sure right peter we we have that intuition absolutely and, and your 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 inner guidance is saying no wait or go ahead and do it just just go ahead and do it and trust that it'll, it'll work out. But then your mind says, oh, no, no, you, you, you can't take that risk. You got to pay those bills or you, whatever, right? Yeah. And uh, it would be interesting to, to go through your process, Natalie, to find out, well, how, how, do we just, how do we just trust it more? We hear the inner voice. Mm-hmm. We're just not trusting it,
2: right? yeah i mean that's 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 the split that we talked about earlier um of the mind and the the human and the spirit i mean that's Mm -hmm. that split right there so it's just training it like a muscle that's how i i view it and approach it is that you just have to keep answering the call so when it says grab the umbrella before you leave and you go it's pretty sunny out right now i'm not going to grab the umbrella but then later on you're you know in a torrential downpour and all of a sudden it's raining it's just answering like okay i'll grab the umbrella i don't know why i am but i'm going to do it anyways do it. yeah and then that muscle starts to increase and you also start sure. to learn like holy i grabbed that umbrella and look what happened i got saved from the rain today so yeah um, yeah, yeah. So well, that's yeah.
1: It. that's a it, that's an interesting analogy uh yeah using yeah. A or, you know exercising a muscle i like that i really do mm. so so natalie how do people contact you
2: so um, the best platform to contact me on and follow along um, is Instagram. And that's at natalie.karen. And if you want to contact me through my website, that's nataliekaren.com. Um, I'm really open to receiving messages um, and connecting with people. That's what I do for a living um, is connecting. So that's where you can find me. Excellent. Mm-hmm.
0: I, we got a couple of minutes in hand. May I ask another question of Natalie?
2: Yeah, of course.
0: I ask permission because I tend to talk too much. So I just just check with the the brains behind this. So Natalie, it's it's my experience, my observation, and I'm not a trained counselor or coach or anything. That uh, as people overcome degrees of adversity and trauma in their life, they are better if they overcome. And let's hope most people do. They are better placed to overcome. And cope with the next wave of adversity or trauma that comes along, even if that may be quite different. And I've certainly found that in in my life, and I've had some very interesting life, but this is not about me. Am I on the right track with that or or, or not?
2: Very very, very much so. Um, it's 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 kind of the same way where it's like a muscle energy yeah. like to be familiarized, you kind of activate that cope that new practice of how you cop- coped with the last one mm-hmm. and you see that comes from a healthier place because through darkness you get some keys that reveal some some light and that's how i like to viewpoint is some that's really, good beautiful ways to cope with with hard things and you learn a lot and so when the next wave comes you know what to do you have a toolkit with i can use this 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 and you turn to those um, and those are more healthy coping mechanisms that we developed through life, life experiences. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, mm-hmm. Perhaps we've reached out for help um, with a professional or whatever the case is.
0: Mm-hmm. No, thank you. I, that's what I found, and I thank you for that. Well, mm-hmm. good. Oh, back to you,
1: Kestie. Well, I think we're out of time, Peter. Yeah. So thank you so very, very much for um, being with us today, Natalie. That was uh, that was enlightening. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you all again for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and love reading your comments. So once again, uh, please keep those coming. And until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.